Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. Do you find yourself clicking accept all cookies a lot more often these days? Uh, it can be quite irritating for a lot of web users, but third-party tracking cookies have long been a useful and, well, I suppose imperfect way to target online ads and enable other marketing strategies. But come next year, marketing functions must build out their toolkits to be prepared for a totally different environment. Because that's when the most popular internet browser globally after more than two decades will no longer support these cookies. This places hurdles, of course, on how companies must handle and protect personal data. And these changes will undercut marketers who rely on traditional methods with data architects that make uh, compliance uh, much more of a challenge now. And especially since COVID-19, APAC consumers are rapidly taking to digital channels. In fact, in Southeast Asia, three. 150 million people are now digital consumers. Digital consumption, of course, is increasing faster than in other APEC regions. So how can marketers keep track of their APEC consumers who are not fully immersed into this digital world? And how can advertisers thrive in a post-COVID-19 world in a cookie-less era, so to speak? Well, on the line with me this morning is Joshua Wilson, Commercial Director for JPAC at Creamtown. Good morning, Joshua. How are you doing? Hey, Elliot. Very nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very good. So I understand you're in Tokyo right now. I, I miss that city. I can't wait to travel there again. How are things looking there? Yeah, no, Tokyo is great. We've just passed through the monsoon season. Oh. Um, yeah, so, yeah, very much looking for a hot and uh, humid uh, <laughs> summer here in Tokyo. Yeah, it can get quite warm there. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Creamtown. It is a marketing agency. The mission is to be a trusted partner, delivering the most relevant, consented programmatic advertising how do we do that what would you call this what would you say the company's usp is absolutely i think you nailed it there it's everything that we do at crim 10 is all about um, years of privacy and consented advertising so that's what underpins everything that you know we've built in our technology but yeah just to kind of take a step back just to give you a very quick introduction about crim 10 essentially we're a programmatic advertising platform that specializes in lifecycle marketing. Mm. So the tech stack that we have is called Architect and it's proprietary. So it's everything that's you know, essentially built by us. It utilizes creative data and media buying technologies to drive ROI for our clients. And since Architect integrates essentially all the programmatic needs for our clients, we're able to offer a holistic view of the customer lifecycle and drive efficiencies. And everything that we do in the platform is underpinned by our cookie-less targeting solution, which we call Active ID. Okay. Cookie-less targeting, how will this work? I mean, I'm assuming that this is a bit of a future-proof solution to brands. Yeah, that's right. So I think, you know, cookie-less is definitely a hot topic at the moment. And our solution to that is Active ID, which I mentioned before. So Primten's mm-hmm. a UK-founded company. So we started out in 2010. And we've had to go through quite a few changes over the years particularly off the back of the implementation of the GDPR um, in the UK, which was enacted in 2018. We've kind of been aware of this cookie-less future and cookie-less world essentially since then. So we've had to develop our platform and a system that really takes different types of data signals that don't use 
cookies essentially and then overlays them to help us identify users so that you know we can help our, our clients navigate this space and provide that that cookieless solution. I'm not sure if I'm describing this correctly, so I'll just take a stab at it. Does this mean that there is some form of like a consented targeting in that sense? Yeah, that's right. So essentially our active ID solution sits on a client's uh, website, so it's a bit of technology. Right. And what you might see now is, and I think this is kind of up and coming within the region is, you see a lot of kind of pop-ups before you access a site now. So either yeah. a brand site or a publisher site says, do you, do you consent to yeah. allowing this brand to take your data essentially? So the Active ID listens to those signals and picks up whether the user has consented or not. And then we make a decision whether we can use that data to target. I would say that, you know, probably, you know, a few years ago, it was a bit like the Wild West mm-hmm. uh, in the industry. So there was a lot of, assume, you know, assumption around consent there. A lot of platforms were essentially taking um, clients' data was implicit consent. So just assuming that the, the user was consenting to that website or brand. But what we're seeing now is more explicit consent. So explicit consent is actually, you know, having that pop up in front of a user to say, hey, you can't access our website until you make a decision on what you want to do. And essentially, Active ID picks up those signals and makes sure that, you know, we're complying with what the user actually wants us to do. I saw a lot of that because I had spent about a month in Europe and I saw that especially quite uh, prominent. Coming back to Singapore, not so much. Is there a difference in these data privacy laws? What is it like here in Singapore? How do you navigate it? Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned before the GDPR. So that came out in 2018 in May there. And by far, that was one of the biggest changes to the user privacy and legislation, and by far one of the most strict. So the main difference between, say, the GDPR and the PDPA, which is the Singapore yep. equivalent, the Personal Data Protection Act, is that in the UK and in Europe, the European Union, explicit consent is required. So essentially, with that, that goes back to what I was saying before, to say, when you access a website or you know, one of your favorite brands or one of your favorite news outlets, publications having that pop-up come up and actually requiring a user to make a decision before they can actually you know, access the website. With the PDPA, although it is quite strict and very similar to the GDPR, that explicit consent kind of pop-up is not essentially required right now. However, that may change in the future. Okay. Just as a bit of an education point, right, is there any chance you could help us understand the difference between first and third-party cookies? When or how are they used for? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think, you know, we're talking about this cookie apocalypse or the end of an era of the, the <laughs> cookie apocalypse, reset, right? Yeah, that's what that's what's being labelled. And I think the word cookie gets bucketed into one singular thing. But as yeah, you rightly yeah. pointed out, Elliot, there, there's essentially two types, right? So there's first-party cookies um, and the third-party cookies. So the third-party cookies are the ones that are kind of being phased out. First-party cookies won't be. They're still very much a part of the, the ecosystem and what we do in a programmatic space. But yeah, to just give you a very kind of quick way to understand this, mm-hmm. first-party cookies are essentially cookies that connect to a single website or a single domain. They hold on to some information, particularly personal information, to make the website easier to use. And I think the easiest way to think about this is, you know, think about Lazada or, you know, Shopee or Amazon. They remember things about your favorite what you've purchased in the past and they tailor your website experience specifically to you and this is all done by you know storing information in a first party cookie usually it requires you to log in and essentially you know you're consenting to that as well mm-hmm. as opposed to third party cookies these essentially sit on multiple domains and they track you across multiple websites so essentially tracking you across 
of the internet, really. And advertisers use these cookies to help um, them advertise to users who may be interested in their products, you know, looking at your online behavior. To a certain extent, unbeknownst to the user. And what we're seeing now is, you know, many browsers are dropping these features to work with legislation and the demand that we're seeing in the market, driven mainly by consumers as well. That brings the challenge for a lot of marketers or agencies, right? Because you've got this demise, you still have first party cookies and it's that balance between user privacy and you still want to maximize your audience campaign. Is there potential that, you know, it could take a while before we learn how to maximize it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what we're seeing in the market now is is obviously, you know, you've seen the advertising from Apple, you know, saying you buy an Apple device or an iPhone, essentially, they're not going to track you. Yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, really interesting because, you know, Apple doesn't make, you know, their business model is not advertising, right? Yeah. And so if you've got an iPhone, which I think, you know, the penetration of iPhones in Singapore is quite high, you know, it's one of the standouts in the market there in the, the APAP market, about 30% of all mobile phone uses uh, iPhone. But anyway, you know, when iOS 14 came out, you would have seen, you know, these pop-ups on the apps saying, mm-hmm. you know, do you allow this app to track you to yeah. a certain extent? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that language you see there has some sort of, you know, negative connotation that's like, oh my God, I don't want to be tracked mm-hmm. kind of thing. However, what we're seeing on, you know, the web is that there's a little bit more freedom for the way that brands and publishers can interact with their users, right? So they can give a little bit more education around, you know, why they're being tracked or what their data is going to be used for. And I think what we're seeing in those environments is an opt-in rate that's much higher than what we're seeing on an iOS for, for that matter. So right. I think, you know, to answer your question, it's more about how brands and publishers can interact with their customer base and kind of create that trust, you know, amongst the users. And I think that's really the starting point of trying to build out a first-party data strategy, which will give you that reach and scale. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of other things that we're helping our clients with to navigate this space as well. Actually, Joshua, if you, if you wouldn't mind, and just to get the tail end of this conversation, to expand a little bit more on trust. I mean, how are you guys at Creamtown helping your customers, you know, thrive in this uh, sort of post-pandemic advertising landscape. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what we've been doing is working with clients to help them, you know, build out their first party, you know, data strategies. We're also offering solutions that don't rely on cookies as well. For big brands, it's easier to start to build that pool of, you know, first party users and build that trust and all that kind of thing. But with smaller brands or upcoming brands, that might be a little bit more challenging. So with those guys, we offer solutions that, you know, don't necessarily rely on cookies. These things include like contextual targeting, um, keyword targeting, making sure that ads, you know, delivered in right contextual environments. And I think right now what we're seeing is some people are saying that contextual targeting, keyword targeting and SEO and those kinds of things are the future of Mm. this space. And then the other side of it is actually, no, it's first party consented advertising. That's going to be the future. So we're not really sure where we're going yet in terms of the industry. We've still got, you know, a year or so to go until we see this in a cookie apocalypse. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, got, it's an exciting time and it's definitely a lot happening at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're going to get on board now, is the best time to learn and anticipate. And even that, there'll be potentially changes. Joshua Wilson, Commercial Director for JPAC at Creamtown on the line with me. Joshua, I really appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great week ahead, yeah? Thanks, Elliot. Appreciate it. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.